everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of Minx on Max Going Deeper. How are you guys doing? Welcome. We're excited to be watching the show Minx on HBO Max. It falls right into our initial podcast workings of Forbidden Cinema. Um, Forbidden Cinema, we are a couple. We've, we have been exploring movies and shows that have been forbidden in our childhood. In fact, our last and latest episode was The Best Little Horror House in Texas, which in a weird, you know, follow the path brings us right to Minx, um, which if you haven't watched yet, we'll get into. But Burt Reynolds plays a pivotal role in the first episode of Minx, and Burt Reynolds plays a pivotal role in The Best Little Horror House in Texas, and is kind of how we found the movie that we had never even explored. So a long way of saying that we're excited to be watching it, and we watched the first episode, and we're hooked. Yes, absolutely. We're, we're on. We're on. So the first episode... Not like a some word that I don't understand in Yiddish that Jake Johnson says right in the face. (laughs) I mean, you know, secretly I'm I'm dreaming that you know after we were talking about this that we'll get to talk to Jake Johnson and I will get to say like welcome home you animal. (laughs) I mean, we're huge New Girl fans over here. Yes. So, I mean, when I set up my new record player, the first thing I set up was uh, ACDC, and it wasn't playing downstairs, and so I had my big entrance and completely missed it. So, but that's—I mean, all of the all of the things have coincided and crisscrossed and all come to this moment for us to talk about this new HBO Max show, Minx. Babe, what did you think? I'm I'm hooked. I'm on board. Let's do it. More dicks. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get this going. Let's get some let's get some chicks empowered. And I mean, that's what it's all about. So those of you who are who don't know, uh, Minx is set in the 1970s. It is we've got our character Joyce, who is you know a feminist in the 70s. You know Gloria Steinem. We open the episode with a dream sequence of her accepting her Pulitzer Prize and thanking Pulitzer or Pulitzer. Oh, I say Pulitzer. I think they said Pulitzer, and I actually wrote like Pulitzer or Pulitzer with the with the little the line and the little the circular thing over. It's like, how do I still know the little like circular <laughs> thing from like it's been what third grade the last time I used that? Some hooked on phonics stuff. I know. Do they even do that anymore? I, I wonder. Do you diagram sentences now? I have no idea. I don't. I don't even know how English works anymore. <laughs> I don't. Um, it was a gerund. I don't know. Um, all those things. So yeah, I mean, we start with Joyce. She has been, she's in the magazine world. It seems to be how her world is wrapped up. Her boyfriend or fiance is in the magazine world as well. And she has been developing this magazine um, since her childhood. She has had a passion for women's voices and just standing up and pointing out everything that's wrong. Show us your tits. <laughs> that Exactly, exactly. Her voice and her message is being interrupted by the patriarch. <laughs> um, her, her magazine that she goes to... A basically a magazine pitch con, which I just oh, thought was amazing. Oh my goodness! I mean, before we get to there, we get to the construction worker heckling, and I just right. have like that it must work, or it will be bred out of us. I don't know. I mean, it has. Yeah, I mean, there has to be some sort of it had to have worked one time positive reinforcement I, for for construction workers or any guy to shout at any woman. That like, hey, show me this, show me that, come talk to me, whatever, you know. I, I really feel like if it never worked, it would be bred out of us as a species. 
I would think so, but I I don't know. I've never seen it work in in real life in gotcha, real time. Gotcha. But yes, the Southern California Magazine Pitch Festival. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, first of all, the art decoration, the costuming on this show is just on point amazing joyce is just in her three-piece suits just i can't stand it she i has want so it so many vests i want it all of it all of it now it's amazingly perfect but she is coming to pitch this magazine which is her life but pause before we get into that we have decided that we are going to be celebrating the 70s and all of the glory that it entails by having ourselves a 70s cocktail while we are discussing post post coitally our uh <laughs> minx on max show so what are we drinking tonight babe uh, we're drinking a dr ruth uh this is really basically just juice and vodka but kicked up a notch so is there anything more 70s than just juice and vodka no gin and juice yes yes so uh we have it's a the apothic restaurant in new york it, it's one of their signature cocktails one of their highest uh, highest purchased so we have a uh, rosemary infused vodka we have a strawberry puree with some uh some aloe vera water and some rosemary in that and then we just have a housemade sour mix and uh, shake well and garnish with the rosemary sprig. Top with some champagne. A little top of champagne. Got to have that little bit of bubbly. I mean, who better to represent the cocktail of our first episode is Dr. Ruth when we're talking about diving into sexuality and all of the issues the that we Kinsey all... we report in this. We've got the, We all have with it, right? And I mean, spoiler alert, this thing is chock full of aphrodisiacs. So if this podcast just stops, <laughs> know that Jenny was just like looking at a dick montage and drinking aphrodisiacs and just gave me that look and tackled me. So there we go. So we are introduced to Jake Johnson, who is kind of just chatting, chatting Joyce up. Um, he is Doug Renetti, and it reveals that he is a magazine publisher. Come hit him up. Come give her a pitch. And he publishes all kinds of great things like just was sec- it bottom dollar was that his bottom, publishing company? yeah bottom yeah bottom dollar productions or bottom dollar and i just annoyed it like foil foil business cards in the 1970s that's pretty impressive I, it is he must be doing well yes what, four million magazines in print each month that's that's pretty that's good. that's huge you know and he, he's talking to her before he reveals that he's a publisher he's talking about you know it's tough stuff you know this is a tough job you got cat fancy and catastic all all <laughs> <laughs> all uh, vying for the the same space of of catness. Um, I just love this concept of print is booming. It's so amazing. I mean, it, it's so it's so tongue so in cheek s- because now, I mean, obviously, print is not booming. We just watched an Amazon store launch. Everyone go all all of the 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 Gen Zs and I Gen Zs. I don't know. There's a new one. I don't but know. It's an Amazon all... bookstore. So it's like, it's a place. It's kind of like Amazon, but you can see the books They're in like, real life oh, and then buy oh them. My gosh, and people were just, it's had, original. there was a line to get in. It was crazy. And it's already. There's books cr- a million across the street and nobody, nobody was cares. there. It's like crickets, but, and they have a coffee shop. Like, so I don't understand. But we gained forty pounds the first year dating at Books a Million. We did <laughs> drinking coffee and eating cheesecake. We did. Um, but already Amazon bookstore closed. So <laughs> that's the uh, trajectory of print as we know it at this. I moment. guess Bezos can try it again on Mars. <laughs> I feel like he's the most likely. Elon Musk. Everybody thinks he's the most likely billionaire to be a supervillain. I bet you it's going to be Bezos. 
I don't know. I think it's him and Richard Branson. All three of them are vying pretty hard. Okay, they're going to get bombarded by cosmic rays on re-entry, and, and someone's going to get some superpowers. And Sorry, guys. The world's over. Something happens, yes. So she's going, and she's pitching her magazine. It's, you know, your montage of pitches. And she's talking about, you know, you know the grapefruit diet, find your thin within, and all these things that her magazine is not. She's you know, basically shitting on current day women's magazines and she big reveal to all of these groups of men her magazine the matriarch awakens and it's just silent silent <laughs> well, the old white guy's like that's the kind of stuff my old lady reads in the tub <laughs> right exactly the, the, the magazines that she's trying not to be but she pitches her title and then it's why is she, why is she so angry? It's like that's the whole point. <laughs> the matriarch awakens to be pissed is basically the tagline to this magazine. So it's just a woman shouting on the cover, and we all know this is not the way to to get a man on your side is by said, shouting women. I'm so into women stuff, but that lady's scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, it's a pretty scary looking. Looking, uh, looking idea. And so, a little off the subject, but there's like lots of timers. Have you ever been speed dating before or speed interviewing? Um, I feel like speed networking. That seems weird. I've never been speed dating, but I have done speed interviewing when I graduated. And they had like one of those weird like meditation bowl things. Like oh, no. when it was time to everybody rotate and do a new interview. No, that's a weird vibe. <laughs> that's so like you're interviewing you're supposed to be like just on and technical and whatever. And, and so they're going to have this like just Zen type of thing. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's just like this middle-aged white lady just going around the room, Zen bowl meditating when it was time to move. Uh, no, I don't think that works. <laughs> so... Obviously, as we know, her pitch is not going to work. I mean, that just that, that's a given. She she has the ideas, she has all the promise, she has all the passion, but she's just not a salesperson. Enter, re-enter Jake Johnson. I just have so cute and greasy. <laughs> he plays this. He's so sleazy, but he's so adorable. He's amazing. I mean. Yes, like he, his shirts are barely done the entire time. He's got that medallion. There's his just hair's hair a mess. everywhere. He's, he's smoking cigars inside. He's, I mean, he is a porn magnate, basically. Is I what mean, he's we're probably seeing. doing part Hugh Hefner, part Bob Guccione, and part Larry Flint, which unfortunately I know all those names because in our other podcast, <laughs> I read a lot of 70s and 80s adult magazines. Right. That, that's, yeah, pretty much, you know, kind of what found it here that as part of you know if you're interested in checking that out all of our going deepers probably involve out of date uh <laughs> smut <laughs> and he is definitely some out of date smut he <laughs> is just just channeling it in this perfect way um where he sees her potential which is great i have later on a little bit later we're going to meet one of his 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 staff but she says Anybody can have a million dollar idea. He sees a million dollar idea anywhere. And I, just, I love that idea. You know, he's he probably someone took a chance on him or he, you know, kind of bootstraps up and he's just like, I think you got something here. Well, actually, he's like, you know, better luck next time. But then he finds a copy of her magazine and he comes and finds her at Teen Queen. Well, but first uh, she tells him, like, why don't you? 
be the first centerfold for my magazine. There'll just be dongs everywhere. Oh, and and something starts clicking. Right. He's like, oh, wait. He's not quite clicking yet, but something clicking. Yeah, she's like, you know, what would you say? What, like nude men? Like she's <laughs> she's being crass when she's saying that to him. But she's got it. She's on to something. She's, she's got like, her idea. Drop something. Like, he's, he's just so <laughs> confident. <laughs> I mean, why not? So, but of course she goes home and she's missed her boyfriend. He or her fiance or whatever he's missing. And we've got to go to... His parents' holiday party, and it's like, you know how my mom feels about this holiday party. And she's like, that's the problem. You know, women that don't have jobs have big brains, and so they don't have important ideas to to focus on. I love a holiday party, <laughs> and I have a job, and I have a big brain, and I love a holiday party. But I know that this is also the point that she she has to. For a woman at that time to be so career focused and not just career focused, because I think she's more than that or differently than that she's ideologically focused. She cannot she cannot enjoy frivolity in any kind of way because that is going to undermine her message. And I get that at that time. That's probably the case. And I get that even right now. That's a lot of the case as well. I mean, we all work hard and and she she says something later on it's like i cannot be more than one thing i cannot be divided because i just don't have the luxury to do that is basically her message um i mean we're we're given all these messages now of like you know instagram culture and like how we can be this like perfect balance or whatever and i also want to say like you know i'm working all the time but i'm getting ready to have tomorrow i got a fucking instagram day i'm teaching a fitness class i'm going to brunch and i'm making macarons <laughs> I mean, so, mic drop. Am I uh, undoing some of her feminist wiles by saying that little candy cane dress is amazing? It's adorable. I mean, the fashion I have is their holiday party attire. There's stripes. There's paisley. There's plaid. There's everything. His outfit, which I recognize that actor. we got to double check Glenn, on. Yeah, we'll have to look him up. He is the coolest bartender at the hottest bar in Nashville right now. <laughs> I don't know if he has a sleeve tattoo because we can't really see. He doesn't but- have a sleeve tattoo in 1970. That's and that's that's way beneath him at this moment. But he's got like a plaid jacket, a striped shirt, a paisley tie. She's wearing this striped dress. It's kind of candy cane-ish. It's adorable. But things I love are it. opening back up. You know, we're having a, a wave of COVID is kind of finally over. So, yeah, the, the coolest bartender in town. That's that's him right now. This drink is great, by the way. Oh, thank you, babe. So yeah, I mean, he's this is someone who loves her, and he's basically like, "Aren't you over this? I'm just basically, I love you, but oh, you were serious about that? <laughs> exactly. You know, aren't you just over this now? Like, aren't you just gonna forget this and put this away because it just isn't working? And you should just." I just thought that was one of those women's hysteria things. It's like, I thought it was cute. You had so much passion for something, you know? Oh, yeah. But aren't you just going to kind of fall in line? If you want a career, that's adorable. And I respect that. But you should just do what you're doing at Teen Queen and kind of rise the ranks to a certain degree, but only to a certain degree that is completely acceptable for you to walk away from when we have children and then we go to the club. That's that's the message that he says in those just a couple of sentences. Yeah, so she says, ooh, yeah, uh, no, and bye. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. And she goes and heads to, man, we should really like billion dollar, we should get this right, billion dollar productions. I feel like it's not productions, but. Bottom dollar. Bottom dollar. 
uh, before okay before we're there she goes to work right at team queen a team queen and massagey guy is being all mm. creepo and massagey yes and then we have of course da 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 Doug shows up in his Dugware, and she is not okay with his Dugware, and she is ranting at him, and he says, do people enjoy your company? Well, it's after it's like she's, I think he's quoted, oh, I don't even know what it is, Proust, Proust, and she's like, it's Proust, and he's like, do people enjoy you? <laughs> he's amazing. Um, just so they're at, totally at, killing it. At the diner, which is like, I'm not going to meet you at some creepy diner, and then she's at the diner right. having her tea. Right, all about the tea. And uh, he's talking about his uh, sexy kind of Vietnam rice patty angle for the center fold <laughs> in his new. I mean, basically, shoot. we're saying like sexy Vietnam War. Is that what we're going for right now? I mean, it's we. Do we know what seventy? What we, we know this is the seventies. Do we know what year? I don't know. This we is? saw seventy one in the uh, Pulitzer. Right, that's true. That's in her in her kind of dream sequence. Um, which, which devolve, it's really her mental state, I think is, is the representation. Cause we see it a couple of times and it starts to devolve. Um, just the way he's processing this whole thing. I mean, cause he's really trying. He is. He's like, I think this could be like, great. Oh man, like chicks, man. Like chicks are smart and chicks are doing. He's like, chicks are changing. <laughs> he's like, I hear these guys and they're like, man, like chicks are changing. The times are changing. He's like. There's a lot of chicks out there. I want a piece of that pie. <laughs> Which he's a businessman. I get it. You know, that that makes sense. And he's not like, they're not worth my time. Their dollars are like, their dollars are equal. Their yes. dollars are equally important to me. He's like, I need your modern lady point of view. I have heard that down too. <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. And then. She's like, ah. I mean, that sets her tone. She's just like, why is this the only person who cares about kind of maybe, <laughs> even though I don't think he really gets it, but maybe he kind of gets it, but he's the only person who cares. He's trying to get it. He, he, really, he really is. He is trying to get it. But yeah, I mean, he was saying like, to, back to your point, like we're on this photo shoot. We get delayed. I don't have anything for them to read. I give them your magazine because that I picked up off the floor and they're blown away. Like they're like, Asking me for a raise because it's something they read. I'm not going to give it to them, but <laughs> <laughs> they keep talking to me about it and bugging me about it. So I'm like, I got to come see you, I guess. <laughs> so she's at her sister's house. I have fish loaf. Uh, salmon loaf. Salmon loaf. Sorry. Salmon loaf. Um, my grandmother would make salmon loaf. She even had a salmon loaf pan. It was like a copper pan that in the meantime, it hung on the wall. So it served also as art. As a decor. As a decor oh, and simultaneously as a way to bake salmon, I supposedly, I guess. So you can like make weird 70s jello crap and hang on a wall and be art? Yes. That, I don't, you've never, I, uh, you, that's I the love se- you. That's the 70s. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. And we've known each other for so long. But I had no idea that that thing hung on the wall. It You've told the story 50 times to me over the years, and I had no idea that thing hung It hung, hung on the wall. wall in the kitchen, yes. Oh, man. It hung on the wall in the kitchen, right by the kitchen table. That was surrounded by the white molded chairs with an avocado green, green cushion that had the circular base that spun. Oh, man. It was... They had a living room, then a sunken living room. So it stepped... Like a conversation pit almost? It stepped down, oh, yes. Oh, man. And an organ... 
that you could <laughs> you could push a button and play a bossa nova mix. I mean, just the seventies were abounding in my grandparents' house. <laughs> I love every second of it. Then we, so she's like, I don't know. She's going and talking to her sister, which is Lynn and Parham. And I'm just like, can't even. She's being so amazing. Because you would think that her her sister would not be this cool. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in this era, in this time, her sister who's married and kind of established would be like, you can't do that. Um, you need to, like, make sure that you're keeping everything. And I'm, I'm doing, you're a, doing lit- a pretty good. I'm part. doing a little part of impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's a, sorry, I, for fans of our main feed. We do some bad <laughs> impressions. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. <laughs> but she's like all about it. Uh, she's, you know. It's like, you're the pornographer. <laughs> right. Well, she's like, he, you know, he's offered to, I, I don't remember the terms, but like, you know, first couple of issues, like, didn't you say that cost like $50,000? Isn't that a lot of money? She's like, yeah, but it comes with string. She's like. Sorry, our cat just fell off of the bookshelf. Everybody seems okay. You know, the, the money comes with strings. The money comes with strings. She's like, on peckers. She's like, big maybe, ones. Big ones. She's like, well, maybe they're like little weenuses that'll be on the back page. It's amazing. Like it's perfect. And she's really like this is your dream. Like do you think that we get to have our dreams packaged exactly the way that we wanted them to? If someone is offering you a, a path to your dream, you should take it. But yeah, I love it. It's like you should you should get comfortable with this language cuz you're the <laughs> pornographer. It's hilarious. It's it's perfect. <laughs> so she's on her way and I have singing in the car. I don't know if any of you, but like if you ever pull up next to Jenny and she's got some serious tunes going, look out. I mean, Jenny's whole family is a little squinty, but like when she's really belting out like some Adele or something, there's, I'm not hundred percent sure her eyes are open. I'm watching the road. There's not a problem here. <laughs> not a problem. She's singing. I am woman. Yes. And I just had a note like, okay, so there's a scene. I think it's in the second sex in the city where they go and do karaoke and they're sing- they sing I Am Woman. And they're like, everybody knows this. You know what? No. Not everybody knows the words to that song. Nobody knows the words to that song. They know I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. That's In numbers it. too big to ignore? That's one thing. Is that a... I, I think that's one line. Okay. I think it changes. Look at me. I know the chick stuff. Woo. But still, it's like, it's just not one of those, like, it's an anthem, but not really. Because it's... I'm not sure it's that catchy, kind of is catchy. Not to like shit on Helen Reddy, who is in Pete's Dragon, who's amazing. It just felt like it's not like that rallying, like everybody knows it. Yeah, like it's a journey. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Journey's getting a little played out in karaoke. I mean, it is, but I actually was. Well, I should. we should say that... Uh... Not necessarily Journey, but Don't Stop Believing is getting a little played out in karaoke. Someone needs to do some Wheel in the Sky or something. Let's let's get let's try out something else, guys. Wheel in the Sky is yeah, that's it's a it's solid. We we'll got the cats coming for your cocktail. Oh no, cannot have my Doctor Ruth. Um, so we get to we we actually we get to the production office, and she's like, I don't know why I'm here, and and. This woman comes bounding out. She's like, oh, my gosh, you're so glad you're here. I'm Bambi, which, you know, is so stereotypical. But she's adorable and great, and she's excited. And she's like, I'm so excited about this opportunity. I'm going to be your centerfold, centerfold coordinator. Like, what is that? Like, I don't know. I just made it up. Doesn't it sound fancy? Which I love. It's like, 
absolutely. Let's let's give ourselves a fancy ass title if we're starting something new. Absolutely. But then like immediately we're, you know, like, is she putting makeup on her? Or is he putting makeup on her breasts? Like, yeah, we find that nipples read sort of pink in, in hot lights. And like, are we going to have to put makeup on Dong? This lady is, she knows her stuff. She does right away. And I think that's exhibited right away. Well, because he even says, you know, he's talking about something that she says, like, you read my magazine? He's like, not illiterate. Right. And then it's like, you gave it to your centerfolds? Not illiterate. Like, Doug has an eye for talent. He, he sees things. He does. He, and, and yeah, he, he definitely has an eye for talent. He does. And he knows, like, he wants a piece of the pie of her demographic, but it's it's going to speak to more than her demographic. And and he he recognizes that as well. It's like these these women were drawn to this. And so, yeah, this is worth doing. So the next thing I have is on the calendar. It has dongs that is circled and <laughs> Joyce underneath. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's the that. first day. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, it's on a chalkboard, written in chalk. I saw the chalkboard and there were lots of things yeah, written the, on the chalkboard. The, the, the first Monday is dongs circled Joyce. <laughs> Fantastic. So she comes in. And he's like, oh, would you like some coffee? She's like, oh, I'd like some tea. And she says that to the lady who's pouring the tea who happens to be black. And she's like, oh, you think I'm black, so I'm the assistant? And she's like, (laughs) which is a really good point and really good message for this time because she is a privileged white woman who belongs to a country club and all these kind of things. But they, like, know her number. Exactly. They And, you know, we're going to be – going on some pretty radical feminist whatever but they're like oh honey that's cute you have no idea what other people are going through as well you know like yeah, everybody is going through their stuff and so she's like no she's like i'm just yanking your chain like she's like tina's been my secretary for 10 years and she's like racist still <laughs> but they are amazing we see a little later on, you know, they go through the pitch and Joyce is like, uh, uh, like it's just that's her tone. And like I said that earlier, she's just this is her baby. She can't let it go. She really wants she she's also a control freak. You know, she can't let let go of this control. And she understands this is an opportunity, but like really wants it her way. And we have an office moment and, and Tina's like, are you sure? Oh, that's a great scene. That, it's so good. He's like, you wanted to sell magazines under the counter all the time. This movie does more about race and, and gender. In one episode. Than, in one episode. One episode. Than the entire and just like that was trying to beat us over the face with. Oh, man. Uh, and just like that, I mean, this is the, which is also an HBO Max property. And I love Sex in the City. And I love all those ladies. And, you know, but... It, this is better. This is better and it's this is better. fresh and this is new and this is doing smarter things easier and quicker and yeah, Doug and Tina's relationship. It's already like we don't really know his his background and really his current relationships, but you know, he's like, Do you wanna do that? She's like, We've always been great and he's like, You'd be happy selling magazines out of my trunk. You know they have his relationship and it's just he trusts her and her voice and they're a team and yeah. you, you know that right away. The next thing I have is butt ass naked, that means your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Joy shows up and there's a line of men coming out the door and she's like, but 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 um because I just I I feel like that's probably the way it would be. I just love that there's like that many guys like, let's do this. Yeah, they're like, whatever. I mean, it's the 70s. Like, I need some cash. Like, who cares? 
Um, and she's like, just, you know, so fast. They've got a photo or they're doing a model call. And, you know, she hasn't okayed the idea yet. But this is, this is, you know, obviously someone who I would imagine porno mags, even though there's a lot of detail in a photo, they, they turn them and burn them. And this is how he operates. And like, we're just going to get this done and do this. So we've got, and they're like, you know what, do we need to see? She's, she's, she's brought, she's brought Lady Chatterley, the kid, the, the Kinsey <laughs> report in our bodies ourselves. Like, like page 93 has a really interesting, whatever about the vulva. And she's sitting at the table and she's reading, I think for Lady Chatterley, like just kind of like set the mood and everybody's but, like, come on, just like take your pants off. For those of you that don't know us, I have a tendency to go really deep on some, uh, some books that are mentioned in our properties. <laughs> so Yeah. So that's probably going to happen. There may be like a first edition of Lady Chatterley's somewhere. Lover on the, on the Forbidden Bookshelf very soon. Oh goodness. Um, Forbidden Bookshelf is getting kind of full, but yeah, so she then, of course, admits, like, you know, do we need to see him? They all are kind of the same. And Bambi's like, oh, no. <laughs> She's, like, horrified. Like, they're all the same. And Richie, is it? It's Richie, right? Yes, yes. Is, who's the makeup artist who's going to become the photographer. He's getting he's getting a bump up because he's the only one who, who wants to photograph men. So we're <laughs> bringing in the LGBTQ plus community as well because he's like hey let's do this i'm like oh no there's like shorties and fatties and this and that and i was like it's like types of shrimp from forest gump <laughs> she says she's seen two maybe two and a half in very dim lighting and she's like oh you're right <laughs> i have no idea i have no idea and we tina, get an idea and tina says off with your panties or take off your panties <laughs> and we get a montage we get a montage of dicks set to Mr. Big Stuff. Yes, yes. I don't know why in my head I just like dick, 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 dick. Like, I wonder which song. Mr. Big Stuff, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. But I just couldn't stop thinking like dick, 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 Nickelodeon. That's highly inappropriate. I know, I know. I was just like, what are other songs that... I mean, other than like... Or Yakety Sacks. I was thinking maybe Blitzkrieg Bop. Blitzkrieg Bop, yeah. Oh, let's go. Dick, 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 dick. Yeah, just, you know, high, high, quick. I mean, it's so just, yeah, FYI. And definitely if you're, this is an HBO Max show. It's a HBO Max show about 70s porn, basically. So there's a lot of dicks in this, like straight on, full on, as Jake Johnson says, butt ass naked, that means your dick. And you see a lot of dicks. And I want everybody out there, don't send us dick pics. Sorry. Oh, no. But I want you to go to our email and i want you to send us uh, clips of you singing various songs just changing all the words to dick forbidden cinema podcast forbidden cinema podcast at gmail yeah i i thought mr big stuff was a good was a good call i mean it it worked just perfect any dicks leave an impression on you <laughs> no. I gotta say the helicoptering was pretty impressive to me. There was some impressive show. There was some like some ass laughing and which Joyce made Joyce laugh and she she's like, I like him. <laughs> she was starting to get in the vibe and yeah, there was definitely a wide array of, of dicks. So we've had a long day of, of dick gazing. So it's, it's it was started at noon, now it's midnight. So it's mean, twelve hours of 12 dicks. Twelve hours of dicks. That's kind of exhausting to think about. <laughs> and then we have this little this not little guy, but this guy opened up he's like hey are you guys still going it's like i wasn't sure what time you started 
you know, and it's 12 a.m. Joyce is kind of an ass to him. She's kind of an ass. Ask to like, everybody, but she's like more, like, she thinks he's dumb. And so she. So she she does not value dumb. And so I think the lesson, you know, for part of this too is like there is something that all of us devalue. Um, even though we may have a big cause and we're really rallying around it, there is something that we don't find as valuable. And this is the lesson to learn, I think, from this, you know, is what the lesson that we're trying to put out in, in general on this. So he comes in. Like what? What audition starts at twelve a.m. He's like, I don't know. And he comes in, and he's in a jacket, completely naked. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, who, who? Did you did you change in our lobby? It's like the receptionist said I should. And Bambi's like, I've been there. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. And he comes out, and she's like, All right, what's your deal? I was like, I'm Shane, and I'm a fireman. Uh, not a fireman, a fireman. <laughs> There is a distinct, <laughs> like, separation of the words. Like, I'm a fireman. <laughs> it's different. It's different. He's totes adorbs. I mean, that's the whole, I mean, obviously that we're supposed to be endeared by him because he's he's adorable and very sweet. He's just like, I'm here. And then there starts to be an earthquake. And, you know, ah, they're in Southern California. It's an earthquake, whatever. Well, he notices a light's getting ready to swing. He jumps and swings into action and he tackles Joyce to move her into safety out of the way of danger and she's <laughs> <laughs> all a flutter <laughs> all yeah she's twitter pated <laughs> what i don't know that word <laughs> you don't know that word that's i think that's from bambi like actually the 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 cartoon did you bambi? know that originally that was supposedly about like nazis bambi yeah it's a book it's like austrian oh yeah Damn, there's so many things that are silently about Nazis. I think it's Twitter-pated. Twitter-pated. I think that's something that Thumper says, maybe. Okay, okay. I could be wrong. It's from a it's from a cartoon. Does Thumper have a dick pressed up against his leg? No, but he sees a a lady bunny and his his foot goes. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a bunny boner. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> he has a bunny boner. He totally has a bunny boner. Um. <laughs> And so she's like, I think we should stay here in case there's some aftershock. She's like, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like chanting, like, Joyce has, has a boyfriend. Joyce has, has a boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> and 70s drinks. Yes. They, they're they drinking and they toast with tiki drinks, which is totally the vibe. Love it. Amazing. Probably Mai Tais or... I think everybody has something different. I think it's great. And there's probably some Harvey Wallbangers in there, which I think might be our drink next week. I'm I'm going to try it. I don't, are you familiar with the Harvey Wallbanger? No. It's just basically a screwdriver with a little bit of Italian herbal liqueur in it it's like an aperol no 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 no. more like chartreuse okay but i'm I'm gonna try to make it not terrible we'll we'll see what happens yes okay so then she comes home uh bambi's driving her in her her vw bug and crashes in the trash cans (laughs) because who cares the 70s we drive drunk it's 7 a.m yeah exactly new hampshire won't have them for another 40 years yeah that that's a throwback uh new hampshire doesn't care about safety so we got boyfriend sitting there with like the tea tiniest box of her (laughs) stuff that she's left at his place which i think is also telling without us really telling she hasn't left shit at his house (laughs) um he's 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 digging for a reason to come and talk to her i mean 7 a.m coming with a box like yes he's he's like wants to see her but you know what he calls her a sellout. 
He calls her a sellout that she's somehow he knows. I don't really know how he knows. He's in the publishing industry. True. But like nobody gives a fuck about this little magazine that she has. How does that come around? But she probably knows who Doug is or he probably knows who Doug is. Why would do you really think someone who I don't know where what he's he's probably supposed to work at like GQ. I mean, if he works for GQ, you're going to know who Hugh Hefner is. Yeah. But is he that level? No, no, I, I don't know. But he knows and he calls her a sellout, which I think is bullshit because he was waiting for her to just drop her her dream. Mm-hmm. He was like. Isn't this small enough that you should just be over this by now? But when she pursues it, that she pursues it in a way not in the way that he thinks that she should or in a way that is outside of what they're socially acceptable or what they're used to in their kind of highbrow society. He calls her a sellout, which I think is completely bullshit because he didn't want her to care enough about this anyway. So it's like, I'm sorry, like damned if you do, damned if you don't, which I think is completely the idea. Like, you know, as as a woman... You know, if you've got this idea and this plan, like you need to do it in the most chaste way where you suffer. I think that's what he was saying is that before you had this silly little girl plan that you weren't willing to give up. And so it's beneath me that you have this silly little girl plan. But now you're doing something dirty and that's worse. I guess. I, I mean, I think definitely in this time, for sure, dirty is worse, but potentially effective I mean, we don't know enough about him no, to now to know if, you know, what do you think? But it definitely is like, yeah, like if it works, if your plan works, you're a sellout. But if you stayed with your passion and your dream and kept it pure and it failed, then like, oh, that's cute. Then then we can just be together and you can you can just know that you, you had a big idea. <laughs> and that should be good enough, right? I don't know how much Shakespeare you've actually read versus seen performed, but I read they fight, he falls. <laughs> then I love the return to the Pulitzer um, <laughs> idea. So it's back to her kind of dream sequence slash like kind of just internal monologue. And she's she's drunk. Uh, she's kind of like, like still accepting. And she's getting pelted by tomatoes um, from Gloria Steinem and by everybody by being a sellout. He's called her a sellout. She has this pure idea and she's already struggled with the idea of letting go and stepping into this new space. And it that that was just too much. And she's going to go pull the plug on all of it. So the next thing I have is I stole the kids Easter baskets and told them it was the Easter devil. I <laughs> know <laughs> the best line ever. <laughs> like she's going to steal this show. I think we need the Easter devil. Like Krampus is, is Krampus is kind of back. He's having a good few years. Right. The Christmas devil basically. Um, yeah. The, what would the Easter devil look like? Your worst fears. <laughs> I mean, Donnie Darko? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Is this- the Easter Devil's like it. It just looks like whatever you're most afraid of at the time. Or, or isn't there a Harry Potter thing that does that too? Yeah, yeah. There's a Harry Potter idea. I don't remember what it's called. It's a Boglin it's or a... Something or a like that. Wurgly Wart or a something. Which, I don't know. Yeah, which I can't believe I actually enjoy a Harry Potter because I or- do hate made-up words. Oh, man. There's so many made-up words. I do hate made-up words. This is a major reason why Hurgly, I don't like Burgly, sci-fi Burgly. and Dune. But <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get you through Dune. I know we watched the first hour of it, and it is like 45 minutes of watching spaceships land. And- it's so much. There's so many made up words, and like 
nose tubes and blue eyes. I don't understand. There's a lot. There is Zendaya in it, and she's amazing and delightful, and Timothy Chalamet, and, you know, he's cute. So Maybe we'll I, just go watch The Batman instead. Yeah. I is think that Zendaya in that? Um, no, that's no. Uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, two Z words? Yes. There's two people with Z words? Yes. Oh, man. I've. I've lived my whole life as a Zach, and I've never met two people with Z-word names. <laughs> yeah, Zendaya is in Spider-Man. Okay. And I think it's Zoe Kravitz is in Batman. Okay, Zoe Kravitz, she's in, uh, it's like, obviously Lenny Kravitz, right? And she's in High Fidelity, the sequel? Yeah, yeah, because Lisa, Lisa Bonet is in the original High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Man, two, pe- two ladies with Z names. I don't even know how to process that. That's it. That's it. Um, so then she comes and she she blows the whole thing up there. She goes to fo- the photo shoot. They've already got the photo shoot going. Um, you know, it's a fireman idea because obviously he's a he's a fireman. And he's, <laughs> you know, they're going to shoot and it's just too much. It's overwhelming. And she's like, no, this is not what I wanted. And da 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 and stomps off. You know, she goes off to write that hit song, Alone to My Principles. And um, so, so that's that. And This is a huge fight. And then like, Shane's like, should I wrap my dick around the fire pole? Like as she's storming off. He's like, we're, I'm, I'm standing here with my dick. I just need to know what to do with it. Like, that's that's what I'm here for. I, I love real good tension reliever there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sorry, I got ahead with my Easter devil. That's I was okay. So excited. <laughs> it's so good. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just like, I stole the key to. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. I stole the kids' Easter baskets. I told them it was the Easter devil. <laughs> and back to impressions. <laughs> so, so good. But she's like, so I think, you know, chocolate solves everything. Um, she's like, no, I don't want it. But then she's like eating pieces of a chocolate buddy. And she's like, you need to look in your Easter basket. <laughs> and it's a cosmopolitan. And we have Sir Burt Rentals. 1974 cosmopolitan, I believe. So we've ju- we've jumped ahead in some. We don't know exactly what time we're in because obviously the Pulitzer is 1971. Yeah, I feel like Cosmos 74. Uh, I've actually purchased that issue on a less than eBay eBay site, and uh, I'm not 100 percent sure it's coming. I so, might have gotten scammed. So we've so been hacked. We we might have been hacked. I don't know. Uh, it might be. It might phonetically uh, spell out something about like Iraq. I don't know. Oh no! I got that like the seller's rack or something. But if you look like it, might just be like sell Iraq. You just you just funded terrorism. I might have. I might have. I might have given twenty five dollars to terrorists <laughs> trying to get an <laughs> issue of Burt Reynolds in Cosmopolitan and a couple of Wham forty fives. Wham. <laughs> well, I needed to get enough to get free shipping. <laughs> Free shipping. And uh, Brian Adams Heaven on 45. Oh, man. I know. I can really use that. Uh, that would be a real good conversation piece. <laughs> when, when was that? And it hasn't come. It's been three weeks or so, and I haven't gotten an email that the shipping is happening. Well, but, I mean, that's the same thing even with furniture right now. Yeah, if you so. sign on the website, it says, like, like, please, good sir, item has been shipped or something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little concerning. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it just shows up. If it shows up, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're, <laughs> we're playing some Brian Adams 45s. <laughs> Flip it through that magazine. But so 
here's it, we've got Bert, uh, Bert Reynolds. Those of you who don't know, like this is just icon- go Google it. Pause the podcast for a minute. We'll wait. It's iconic. Burt Reynolds and it's Playgirl is the actual. It's Cosmopolitan. It's actually Cosmopolitan. Yeah, it's Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Oh, I actually didn't know. That. I thought he she'd po- he'd pose for a Playgirl. No, 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 no. I I. Go uh, go listen to our sister podcast, uh, Forbidden Cinema, and I deep dive some Playgirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, that may not have hit yet. That might be the deeper dive, which is going to hit kind of simultaneously. That's with this. true. That's so. true. But uh, we'll probably go further into Playgirl. I've actually been doing some research in erotic magazines for women, and not a lot of them. You can pretty much count them on one hand. It's it's kind of complicated because that's one thing she says. She's like. You know, he's like, we need equal. You said equal representation. There's so many places for for men to see titties. Like, there's no places for women to see dongs. And she's like, women don't want to see dongs. He's like, how do you know? She's like, I'm a woman. Like, <laughs> I mean, and there's some truth to that. But she also comes to realize in seeing this and going back to her job at Teen Queen, and everyone's got an episode, uh, an episode, and uh, an issue, an issue. Thank you. Art uh, provokes a response. Correct. Everyone's got one. They're all looking at it. Massage guy thinks it's inappropriate. Yeah, inappropriate I love it. Like, why work. don't you do this for your wife? See if you can get her going or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, it's really inappropriate. Like, yes. Um, but everybody's like, everybody's curious. You know, older lady in the in the elevator, younger mom who's letting her baby cry while she's looking at Bert. He's on a bearskin rug. I mean, could he be any hairier? Could there be any more hair in this? He's photo? hairier than the rug. I yes, mean, it's just, crazy. Let's be completely fair about this. I he mean, that's seventies. Everybody, everybody loved that virile. Uh, <laughs> I mean, our marriage counselors who uh, showed us their joy of sex from like 1973 and had like thing they opened up to was like the joys of a hairy man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So she realizes like, okay, I see what he was saying. He may not be as polished as I'm used to. Cosmopolitan. And he con- she goes and visits him like in his kind of swanky neighborhood. Um, Watering his plants. It, yeah, this beautiful plant. I mean, I'm envious of, of <laughs> you his. You murder plants that are supposed to be immurderable. I know. I doesn't mean I don't want plants. They're lovely. They're beautiful. But I just, I, I, I If don't... you're a cactus, don't come near Jenny. She will kill you. I don't have the ability to maintain plants i'm sorry but like you kill one of those bamboo sticks in the water like in the 90s <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not get one of those at the kiosk in the mall <laughs> i knew better then but there's a humanitarian effort of you not getting one <laughs> it wasn't because you didn't want to be sold it's because you didn't want your soul to be tainted by murdering another plant it, no i no i've not tried that hard but so yeah everyone is Everyone's all about it. She goes and she goes and she's like basically like going to give him an olive basket and <laughs> say, you were right. Um, it evokes a response. And I didn't realize that like having the ability to look is the power. Women don't have the ability to look like they may not be really that interested. They may not find it sexual. They may want to laugh, but they have the ability to do it. And that gives them the power. And that's in line with my message. And he's like, eh. <laughs> he's like, you didn't want to hear that until some fancy schmancy magazine told you that. Like, even though I'm highly successful, you know, you you didn't want to believe it until it was packaged the way that you wanted to see it. They do a full on romantic comedy in this in 30 minutes. 
like we have montages, we have meet cutes, we have clever like we have clever get back together after the fight. This is a full on romantic comedy. I mean, was she says like I thought you were a tacky salesman with a cheap gimmick, and you are. She's like you are, but also. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, but she's like, okay, fine. I'm going to fart up your own ass, which is repeating back to him. But I've got an amazing idea. And he's like, so then we go back to a new photo shoot, which is, is genius. She's been catcalled. She's been, so the, and I told you, I saw it coming. I, told, I so saw it coming. I so saw it coming. But it's still perfect. So the, the episode starts off with her being catcalled. She comes up and says like, Things that basically she says in a nutshell, things have changed. If you want to meet me, you can introduce yourself. And so he introduces himself. He takes off his hat. And then he's like, so you're going to sit on my face? It's like, okay. So got the message. And then later when she's pissed, she's catcalled again. And she's like, go fuck you. And he's like, that's the basically that's the point. That's what I want. So her idea for a centerfold shoot is we've got a construction worker returning the tables and a construction worker who's naked and being catcalled by women in business suits and it's hot and he's like i didn't realize women had it so hard he's poor guy because he's so sweet he seems actually scared he's like really kind of like his feelings are hurt because <laughs> they're like show me your dick <laughs> And he's like, great idea. Like, I'm I'm impressed. He's like, but we've got to come up with a new title for this magazine. Um, the title is Poon Poison. <laughs> like, we need a wet pussy title. <laughs> Which is the working title for this podcast. <laughs> we don't think that really, I don't know what Apple's uh, whatever is and our uh, search engine optimization. So <laughs> we're probably not going to title this wet probably pussy podcast. Probably not. But it, we don't like that word. We've discussed that in length on other episodes, but uh, it is sometimes it is. just sometimes it's just the best word for the job. I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, poon poison that also ties in. So we have a whole conversation on some of the episodes about we've got a a poon a poon hound poon hound poon basically like the Venn diagram of poon hounds and poon enthusiasts and Burt Reynolds does fall into that category. We haven't quite gotten to um, where he is the zenith of his poon houndery, <laughs> but he's definitely within that world. And so, yeah, we, I mean, I love this. This show is fantastic. I'm excited to continue to watch it. Um, I think that it, it represents everything our parents were in really like terrified that we oh, might absolutely. find an encounter. And so, yeah, it just, it's just keeping the spirit of, of our, our forbidden cinema network, which it, I guess we, now we've, we've spawned a new podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we definitely needed, we needed more work to do, but this is right. worth it. It's, it's, it's amazing. I had it's so fun. much fun watching this. My hands were shaking as I was typing in rotten tomatoes to see like, <laughs> is everybody said, this is the worst crap that's ever happened. Like, oh. I loved, I mean, we watched perfect couples. We watched, we watched some things that people did not like. Right. And I was like, like, it was like, this is, really well reviewed like people like this you like me you really you, you want the stuff you like everybody to like right i mean that's yeah a- of course i mean there's there's that whole thing of like watching somebody watch something that you suggested and you're like do you like it as much as i like it and it's you're like <laughs> terrified that it's not gonna work but this is highly you know of course 
just disclosure, we're talking about porn. We're talking about dicks. We're talking about sex. Um, but we're also talking about empowerment of women. We're talking about a time where that's that's really a, a turning point. We're talking about racism. And that's still problematic and finding its voice uh, the change the voice of change in the space but it is this this show is open to talk about it all and is not afraid and I think it's a huge it's funny it does it in a really funny way without being over the top crass or it's just it's the tone is perfect and we just have more Jake Johnson uh, yeah like, I mean let's just get more Jake Johnson in our lives yes absolutely and could anybody do this role better than him? I don't think so because it really teeters. Like I said, cute and greasy. It teeters on this line of likability and funny and quick and sharp by being kind of sleazy, um, kind of like the hooker with a heart of gold kind of idea. That that's that's the same vibe that we're getting from him. But he's smart and he recognizes he recognizes a good idea. He he recognizes a like-minded person mm-hmm. who doesn't even realize it yet. Yeah. He's doing a Timothy Oliphant better than Timothy Oliphant did Timothy Oliphant in uh, in the next Girl Next Door. Oh, Timothy Oliphant is terrifying in the Girl Next Door. Oh, though. But he's, oh, but until he's terrifying, he's, he's very likable. He's very likable, but in a in but in a, in an over the top kind of way. Like Jake Johnson is just like he's, and I don't know. We're one we're one episode in. Who knows who turns on who? This or is what, true. You know, it but, could go anywhere. You know. And but it, I just it, want more Jake probably, Johnson in my life. Probably every single one of these people are going to disappoint us. Um, <laughs> let's just get ready for that. That's the way that this goes. But, oh man, I sorry. Uh, this is on HBO too. So like somebody. We could have vampires. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> there be vampires. There could be dragons. There could be. <laughs> Um, but right now, love where it's going. Um, hope you'll join us on this watch and check us out on Minx on Max going deeper on the Forbidden Cinema Podcast Network. And if you, you know, like this, run come on over to Forbidden Cinema, our podcast where it's just us chatting about movies and our childhood and how it's been irreparably damaged by the censorship that we experienced. <laughs> but so yeah, check us out. Um Forbidden Cinema Podcast um at Gmail is where you can send us your your opinions, your uh dick montage uh info, what your thoughts Sing are. Sing a song. Sing us a song, people. Oh, uh, we'd love it. We'd love it. We would love to start having some original theme songs. Some dick karaoke. That would be fantastic. Dick yoki. <laughs> Karadicky. Karyo dick. I don't know. Um, what is it? Karaoke means empty orchestra. It's empty orchestra with dicks. According like, to How I Met Your Mother, I okay. think is where that comes from. I don't know if it's accurate. I'm going to look up what is Japanese for empty orchestra with dicks. <laughs> okay. You, you're just determined to have your search history just be fucked. <laughs> oh, man. My targeted, targeted ads. Targeted ads are out of this world. Anyway, um, right now, you can uh, follow us on Forbidden Cinema, Forbidden Cinema on Instagram. And... You know, be on the lookout for an, an individual page for this this uh, this podcast as well. We'll see how it all goes, but we're all a family. So, <laughs> you know, we all sleep in the same bed. I don't have anything else to say. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.